happy. And what I'm sharing this morning is primarily for those who find themselves in a, in a situation where you feel that you are parenting alone. You're a, maybe a single parent. Uh, perhaps you're uh, uh, a widow, single, divorced. Uh, maybe you're in a marriage where your partner doesn't participate in the parenting duties at all. It all falls on your shoulders. Uh, maybe you're, you're in a marriage where your spouse doesn't share your faith. And so you feel really alone in this, in this work of parenting your children. Well, I've got some good news for you this morning. God does have something to say to us, especially to you. But um, before I go further, I've got to say this, that, the, that what I want to share with you this morning is not just for single parents. It's for everybody who is a parent or everybody who is in a position to care for children, to make a difference in the lives of children. And I, uh, I did some some research and was really heartened to see that just because a child grows up in a home with only maybe one parent contributing in a single parent family, that does not mean that that child is, is going to necessarily be a failure in life. What we discover is that what makes the difference in a child's life is, is the parent. It's the influence on that, on that child. And so this morning, what, what, what you need to know is that it's absolutely essential that you as parents get this right. Now, can I say this? Because I know that there's some people here who say, you know, my parents or my children left home years ago. Um, and so, like, my, my parenting days are over. I've got to remind you this morning that your parenting duties are not over yet. As long as you have breath in you, you are a parent, you will remain a parent, and you have a responsibility to your children as a parent. I remember my grandparents, uh, my, my grandmother especially, because uh, she was not one to hold her tongue, and not one who was shy to share her opinion with you. Uh, she, she was, on, on many occasions, I remember her telling my dad, you need to get these kids to church, you need to get these kids to church. Even though you're not going, you need to get the kids to church. And you know what? My dad listened and, and made sure that we got to church. Now, he didn't bring us. He sent my mom to bring us. But, but we did get to church. And that was the influence. Listen, that was the influence of my grandparents who recognized that their responsibility as parents did not come to an end just because the kids left home or just because the kids turned 18. Now, understand this. God cares about the children. Does everybody know that today? God cares about children. And as you're going to see in just a moment, he sets things up so that no child is left behind. By the way, this is why we are going to Zambia, because there are literally hundreds of thousands, millions of little children who don't have parents to care for them. And we as Christians understand our role to go and care for these kids and to raise up a generation of children who love the Lord and who will be faithful in serving him. This is why we're going to Zambia. This is why we're, we're taking the time to hear the testimonies from Kathy and, and, 
and Brenda and, and, and Dennis last week. This is why uh, Janet has got herself up to her eyeballs in details of things that need to be done concerning Zambia. Because we understand God's heart for the kids. Now this morning, you may be sitting here and you think to yourself, you know, Pastor, um, you know, sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed as a parent. Well, I'm going to just tell everybody that today and remind everybody that there's not a parent here today doesn't, who doesn't feel at some point the, the heavy, heavy and terrible burden of parenthood. And I can tell you this, whether you're a single parent or whether you are a, a couple who's raising your kids together, the pressure is still there. And here's some of the challenges that, that you're going to face. And these are the challenges that absolutely everybody faces uh, in, in parenting children. First of all, you're going to have that feeling uh, at times when you feel completely alone. You're going to feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I feel so alone in carrying this load. It's at times like this that you need to stop and consider your relationship with God. Because here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you feel or even what you think. What matters is what does God say. If you are trying to do this thing, do this parenting job on your own, then yes, you are alone. But my Bible tells me that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We think of salvation as just this contract where I give my heart to Jesus and I'm going to go to heaven. But I want you to understand something. The Messiah that I served, the, the Messiah that I served, the Messiah whose life I have, given, I have received into my own life, cares about every aspect of my life. So it's not just about going to heaven someday. It's about God helping me from day to day. He is my Savior. He is my Deliverer. He is my strength. And this is what God wants to be to you. Whether you are doing it on your own or whether you are doing it as a couple, God wants to be there for you. He wants to help you through so you don't have to go through it alone. I know those feelings, the feelings of, of, uh, of heavy, heavy burden or heavy responsibility. You don't have to go through that alone. I know that feeling when you feel like, wow, I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know if I can take another day. Especially when the kids are little. The kids are screaming. The kids are all sick. They're all vomiting. You're vomiting. You're sick too. And you think, can I do this job? Can I really, really do this? Should I call Child and Family Services right now and tell them to take the kids away? I don't know if I can do this. There is a higher authority that you can call on, and his name is Jesus a higher power that you can call on. His name is Jesus. You don't have to do this alone. And God didn't intend for you to do it alone. I know that as a pastor who has counseled for over 20 years, one of the biggest problems that single parents have is a feeling of guilt. Guilt that's the reason 
reason parenting is so difficult is because they got themselves into this mess. Is that, is that the message that, that goes through your head? You, you know how sometimes we, we have these pre-recorded messages that we replay in our minds over and over and over again? When I was studying Greek, I had a tape recorder with some cassette tapes, put the cassette in, close it, push play, listen to that message, push stop, rewind and play it again, and play it over and over and over again until I actually had that message off by heart in my mind and my heart so that I could speak Greek. Well, guess what? So often as parents, we do the same thing. Only, only the messages that we are playing to ourselves over and over and over again is, is the message of guilt, the message of, I got myself into this mess and I'm going to have to just live with it. Is that you this morning? You, you play that message in your head and you rewind it and you play it again and you rewind it and play it again. I don't deserve God's help because I got myself into this mess. I failed God. I deserve to be in this mess. I failed God so I deserve to suffer. I made bad decisions and now I've got to live with the heartache. And you replay that message in your head over and over and over again. I deserve to suffer like this because I let God down. Do you, you ever have that message going through your head? That message of guilt? I want to, I want to remind you something today. It's so important. Not just for parents, but for all of us. There is somebody who hates you, hates your guts, hates your heart, hates everything about you, and his desire is to destroy you and to destroy your relationship with the Father. His name is Satan. And the Bible says that he is the accuser of the brethren. He's, he accuses you and me before God. And the way he does that is he speaks into our, he tries to speak into our hearts and tell us how terrible we are, what failures we are, how lousy we are, how, 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 uh, how better everybody else is. I want you to know something today. I want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that God cares about you. And I want you to know something else. But when you gave your heart to Jesus, That was the day that God looked at you and saw not you, but his own son. When God looks at you, he doesn't see a failure. He doesn't see somebody who's messed up. When God looks at you, he doesn't see somebody who deserves to suffer, deserves to, to have pain in their life. That's not how God sees you. But Satan loves for us to play that message in our mind and rewind it and replay it over and over and over again until we're absolutely convinced that there's no way that God will help us or help me. He'll help everybody else, but he won't help me. He'll forgive everybody else, but he won't forgive me. He'll do a miracle for everybody else, but he won't do it for me because I deserve to be in the mess that I'm in. My brothers and sisters, this is a lie from the pit of hell. You need to begin to understand today how very, very precious you are to God. And the next time you hear that, that pre-recorded message in your mind and heart that, that tells you how terrible you are, you need to speak up. And you need to tell the devil where to go. And you need to remind him that you have been purchased with the very blood of Christ, that you are precious to God that you are God's own child. This is what it means to be a Christ follower. That you leave behind 
all the terrible things that were associated with you, and now you are adopting, you are receiving the righteous life of Christ. So that it will be said of you that you also are righteous. I know some of you today sit here, you feel condemned. You feel maybe people are talking about you behind your back and, put it in, and saying nasty things because maybe your family is not like everybody else's family because things haven't worked out very well in your family and maybe it's worked out better for other people and, and you feel, you're sitting here feel condemned. I get the same thing to say to you. Satan is accuser of the brethren. And he will do whatever he can to make you feel discouraged, make you feel low, make you feel that you are actually hated by God. But nothing can be further from the truth. God loves you today. And my Bible tells me that those who are in Christ Jesus for those people in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Some of you know that verse from Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're sitting here today feeling condemned because you feel like you haven't measured up in some way or that you dropped the ball or you didn't do well, or pastors preaching about marriage and, and how to have a good marriage and how to have a good family, and you're sitting there thinking, man, I'm alone, I'm doing this on my own. What does the pastor think about me? How come he hasn't got a word for me today? Well, I have a word for you today, and that's this. God loves you. You're precious to him. And he's promised never to leave you, never to forsake you. He's promised to give you the strength and the grace that you need to do the job that God's called you to. You're precious to him. You may feel because you're raising kids alone that somehow you're a second-class parent or a second-class Christian. Can I just remind everybody of something? That when it comes to the family of God, there is no hierarchy. Can I remind everybody of something? Did you know that the, that the, that the ground at the foot of the cross is all level? We're all on level ground when it comes to being in the family of God. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what, how you messed up, what things you've done wrong in your life. I don't care about your past. All I, do is, all I know is this, is that when you come to Jesus and accept him into your life, and when you say, Jesus, I want you to lead me in this life, and I want to receive all the forgiveness that you got for me at the cross, guess what? It puts us all on level ground. There's nobody better than anybody else here. There's no room for gossip, no room for looking down your nose at anybody around here. Because we're all people who have sinned and fallen short of God's best. And we're all people who have learned to say, God, I need your forgiveness, I need your help. And that makes us all equal. I'm going to tell you what makes for a bad parent. A bad parent is someone who cannot recognize or admit his need of God's help. A bad parent is someone who cannot admit her need of God's strength and grace. A great parent says, I need God's help, I need God's strength, and that parent communicates that to his or her children. 
You want to know how to get it right and how to, have a, uh, keep it, how to keep your family happy? I'll tell you how. Is communicate to your children how much you still need God's forgiveness, how much you still need God's help, how much you still need God's grace from day to day. Guess what you're doing? You're teaching your children what it means to depend on God. And so I want to share this verse. Look at this verse here. And it says, his na- read it with me. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in his presence. Can we just stop for a moment? Because here's the thing. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he's with you all the time. And rather than going to that place where you, where, you, where you complain about how terrible life is and where you feel guilty and when you feel condemned and you feel judged and you feel alone and you feel you, you're, you're second-guessing yourself and you're doubting yourself, rather, go, rather than going to that place, what you need to do is go to this place where you get your focus not on yourself but on God. Where you recognize that He is with you, that you're not alone. So rather than saying, oh God, oh God, I'm so terrible, I'm such a mess up, I've, I've messed my life up, I'm, the, the problems I have are all my fault. You know what God wants you to do? He says, he wants to remind you, first of all, that that's the devil's job to, to judge you and condemn you. You've got no business going there, so stop condemning and judging yourself. What you need to do is focus on the Lord, and you need to rejoice in his faithfulness and goodness. You just say, God, I acknowledge today that you love me. I acknowledge today, God, your promises where you promised never to leave me nor forsake me. I acknowledge today, God, that although I fail, although I, I mess up, your forgiveness is able to wash it all away. This is what makes a great parent. Not that you've never made a mistake, not that you always get it right, but that you recognize your need of God's presence. The best thing that any parent can do, single or not, is maintain this relationship with God. Now understand this about being a Christian parent. that Your job as a parent, first and foremost, is to maintain a right relationship with God. To make sure that you maintain this walk with God that you're encouraging your kids to have. My life first, the verse that I memorized when I, just in my early 20s, is Matthew 6.33. What does it say? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You want to be a great parent? Put God first in all things and all ways. Go to God before you go to the textbooks on how to be a great parent. Go to God before you go to your pediatrician or before you go to see the psychologist or the school counselor. Go to God on your knees and let your kids know that that's what you're doing on their behalf. Let, them, let your kids know that you're appealing to a higher power. And look at, look at how God describes himself. I love this. He is the, read it with me. Father to the fatherless, defender of single parents or widows. This is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. Now I want you to recognize this morning you're a, you may be a single mom raising your kids alone. Do you know your kids still have a father? 
You may not be a living father, but they have a father. And his name is Jehovah God. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You need to learn now to point your kids to God. Because here's the thing. Earthly fathers are going to fail. And earthly mothers are going to fail. But there is someone who never fails. And this, is the, and this is what we need to teach our kids, to rely on the one who never fails, who never lets us down. He is a father to the fatherless. Now, we had, a, we had to make a decision in our household. Being in the ministry made it really difficult for our kids to be involved in, in any kind of weekend sports. Now, we could have, I could have said, Gloria, will you take the kids to hockey and, and I'll go to church and I'll, and I'll teach the people how to follow God. But we made a decision early on that, that church had to come first. God had to come first. It meant that our kids maybe didn't get a chance to, to play hockey on the weekends like, like other kids their age. But we taught our kids something. We, this is what we taught them. We taught them that the most important thing in their life has got to be God. That serving God and seeking God has got to be the most important thing in life. That being part of God's family has got to be the most important thing in life. Remember, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Gloria was talking to somebody recently about the problems that she's having with her, with her own son. And she said to Gloria, Gloria, you've got strong opinions on this, don't you? Gloria didn't say anything. She didn't need to say anything. She said, I wish I would have done what you did, Gloria. I wish I would have made sure that my son was in church every Sunday. I wish I would have made sure that my kids didn't miss because now his heart's far, far away from God. At one time it was close to God. At one time he knew God. At one time he walked with God. But he got out of the habit of calling on the name of the Lord. He got out of the habit of worshiping God. He got out of the habit of meeting with God's people. And he developed new habits. And these habits have been his ruin. Whether you're single parents or a couple raising your kids together, you need to point your children to the Heavenly Father. And I'm going to tell you something else. Not only will, he, will our Heavenly Father guide your children in ways that you cannot imagine, He will be your defender. The Bible says that he is, actually in the Hebrew it says he'll be your, your, he's the judge. God's not just a lawyer, he's your judge. and He makes the final decisions, he calls the shots. Doesn't matter how difficult things might get in your life, at the end of the day, God calls the shots on your behalf. You don't have to do this alone. Now some of you today, your kids maybe are not going to church, they haven't been in church, they've missed church. And you may agree or or not agree, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. You are still the parent. And it's still your responsibility to challenge and encourage your children to seek God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. It's still your job. You still have that responsibility. 
When your kids want to go off and do the things that they're not supposed to do, you're, tempt, you're going to be tempted to try to be their buddy, their friend, so that you know, they won't be mad at you or they won't think that you're hokey or that you're, you're not cool. Your job is not to be cool. Your job is not to be their buddy or their pal. Your job is to be a parent and to instruct them in the way that they should go. Now, it doesn't mean to be a nasty nag, but it means to be a, that you're going to be a, one who's there gently reminding them. Turn to Jesus. Call on Jesus. I'll pray with you about that. Let's pray together about that. But the message is clear to your kids that you still believe with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength that God is the only answer and the only hope that they have. More important than any, any career, more important than being popular at school, more important than fitting in, is that your kids have a relationship with Christ. And it's your job as parents to make sure that that happens. You may feel like you're managing on your own, but you're not. God's working on your, is working on your behalf, and if you trust him, you're going to be just fine, and your kids are going to be just fine. In the New Testament, it talks about a young man by the name of Timothy. Timothy was the Apostle Paul's protege in ministry. Timothy was appointed by Paul to take care of one of the churches in that first century when the church was first born. This young Timothy. And here's what it says. This is interesting. Paul says in a letter to Timothy, he says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Young Timothy did not have the influence of a father in his life. He had the influence, rather, of a spiritual father. And here's what God says. God places the lonely in families. God will bring people into your children's lives to train them and to instruct them and to encourage them. Because, my friend, this is what the church is supposed to be all about. It's not about coming just to come and to sing a few songs and then take off after church. We're family. And this is the place where kids that don't have a mom and a dad a mom or a dad to influence them, this is the place where they get parents. This is the place where our Sunday school teachers have an opportunity to encourage a generation because maybe their parents aren't there doing the job. This is God's plan. And God's doing that. And some of you here today have been influenced by godly men and women who filled the gap when your own parents wouldn't step up to the plate. At our church, we have baby dedication. And what are we doing? We're, we're, we're calling parents to step up to the plate, to be faithful in pointing their kids to Christ. We have a Sunday school program. We have, we have kids club program, a youth program. Uh, we have uh, youth ministry. We have opportunities to serve. What are we doing? We're giving children an opportunity to know God and to love him with all their heart. 
And I'm going to tell you this. I don't, it, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much you've messed up and the mistakes that you've made. What matters is that you turn to Jesus and love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And here's the promise from the scripture. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, listen to this. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And so this morning, I want you to know this. You turn to God. Get your eyes on him. Trust him. And watch what wonderful things he will do in your family. What wonderful things he'll do in your life. Because he loves you. He doesn't condemn you today. He doesn't hate you today. He loves you. And he wants your family to be a success. He wants your kids to be a success. He wants you to overcome. And the only way that's going to happen is when you get your eyes on him and you put him first in all things and in all ways. Let me just close with this. Some of you have heard of Susanna Wesley. She was the mother of John and Charles Wesley. Charles Wesley wrote over, over 5,000 hymns. One of them that you might know is, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, our great Redeemer's praise. He's saying, Arise, my soul, and Christ the Lord is risen today. We sing that at, at Easter. A great godly man. Charles Wesley, whom some historians believe stopped a revolution from hitting England, saved England from the bloody revolutions that France experienced. John Wesley, Charles Wesley, two of Susanna Wesley's children. Susanna Wesley was, for all intents and purposes, a single mom. Oh, she had a husband, but he was, uh, he was temperamental and angry and, and, and just could not be depended on. One day he got so mad at her over some small trifling matter that he actually left her for a year. He couldn't manage his finances, was put in prison. And there's Susanna raising those kids all by herself. She wrote a letter to her, to her husband. You know what she said to him? She said, I can't do all this on my own. I really need you here to help me raise these kids. But since you're not... Here's what I'm doing. I'm crying out to God, and I'm asking God for the grace and the strength to help each of my kids become all that they can be. And Susanna Wesley, with her 19 kids, in moments when she just was tired and worn out and couldn't face another day, she would take her apron, throw it over her head, and she said that's how she would get alone with God. That apron over her head, she was alone with God. And she would cry out to God on behalf of her kids. And she didn't care which kids were sitting around listening to her praying, but she was going to have a prayer meeting. She was going to meet with God on behalf of her kids. This godly example, this beautiful Susanna Wesley, produced two of the great, great godly men of faith. Don't underestimate what God can do through you, mom or dad. With or without a partner, you can produce incredible children that will do great things for God's glory and honor. John Wesley is the father of the Wesleyan movement, which today has literally uh, 
tens of millions of people around the world under his influence. And interestingly, his mother is called the mother of Methodism. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Let's stand together and pray. Father, we thank you this morning that you have put in our, our hands the responsibility of the children that we are trying to raise. God, we pray that you give us the wisdom and the grace to, to fulfill our duty and our responsibility. And those moments when we're filled with doubt, we're filled with, um, with uh, feelings of guilt that maybe we could have done better, we, we dropped the ball, those moments when we feel condemned and alone, help us to remember, oh God, that, that you love us. And you have not left us. Help us, God, to rejoice in your presence. Help us, oh God, to get our eyes on you, to ref- to receive the grace and the strength that we need to be great parents for your glory and honor. Father, we commit ourselves to you right now, asking that you'd help us to get our priorities sorted out this morning, that we go from this place with a brand new resolve to put God first in all things. And so we pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said it? God bless you.